Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday as Ohio State gets ready for Arkansas State this weekend. And welcome back to Buckeye Breakdown. For the first time, we're doing this on camera. We've had a few of our Building the Buckeyes episodes uh, available as audio only, but we're going to bring this uh, bring this on camera for you so that you can uh, hopefully have a better user experience as we tell you a little bit about what we think the future of Ohio State football and basketball looks like. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Andrew Lind. You can follow all of our content on Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated in lots of places, BuckeyesNow.com, on our social media channels, Buckeyes Now SI, and of course right here on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know whenever we post new content and we can keep you up to date with all the latest info around the teams. Andrew, this was uh, a huge weekend as we talk about the future of Ohio State football first here. An unbelievably important weekend, maybe not a bigger weekend in recent memory than what Ohio State just had with Notre Dame in town for week one. Uh, We talked about it in a few of our other shows, but my gosh, you know, to have 60 uh, high school kids that are all really highly recruited and, and many of them un- uncommitted to go watch the Buckeyes play Notre Dame in that environment uh, and to ultimately see Ohio State win that game. I, I'm sure the Buckeye coaching staff and, and player personnel staff are feeling pretty good about what they put on this weekend. For sure. And that, that number ended up ballooning to more than 100 different prospects being on campus. You know, the list that we had going into the game was just more or less the the number of kids who had had kind of made their intentions known ahead of time. And you know, obviously some people show up, you know, if they can make it for, you know, whatever reasons, if they don't have a game or, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, really the, the atmosphere was, was unmatched. The, the visitor list, I haven't really seen something that big since maybe the Michigan game in 2018. So yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of important pieces on campus. And then to obviously have, you know, as we mentioned in, in some of our previous shows, the, all of the, all of the alumni back having LeBron James there. Um, you know, Jason Tatum, Andre Iguodala from the NBA. Like there's there's people who weren't, aren't even actually connected to Ohio State that were there just kind of, you know, adding to that whole situation. And how fun for some of those kids who probably knew that, you know, LeBron James would be there because Bronny was on campus. Um, you know, the idea that there's going to be lots of former NFL players and maybe that's where they feel a little bit more closely connected. But as you and I were down standing on the field behind the end zone pregame, I mean, I heard kids talking about Jason Tatum's here. Um, you know, it, it it just sort of gives the impression that, hey, this is a big deal. This is where everybody wants to be, whether or not they're directly connected with one of these two mm-hmm. programs. Uh, and, and I have to think that in this world of, 
you know, photo shoots and, and all the things that go on social that these kids are doing to prop themselves up uh, during the recruiting process, that probably plays a part in all of it. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see, you know, there, there, a lot of the players, well, a lot of the recruits were standing over by the former players on the, um, on the East side of Ohio stadium um, on the field. And then as soon as LeBron walked in, literally every single one of them just took off running to the other side, waiting in line pretty much to get a picture with them and, you know, dap them up and all those kind of things. So yeah, it was a pretty cool experience for them. And then just, you know, like we said, I think Evan Turner was there as well. So that's why Jason Tatum and, and Andre Iguodala made the trip. But yeah, for them just to be in that situation, be able to take pictures with him, talk about it, like all that is is very important attention for Ohio State. So, you know, they're never going to turn down the fact that they want to show up because that just is, especially like you had mentioned in today's kind of society where everything is, you know, Instagrammable and, you know, posting on Twitter and those kind of things, like, even those those one that one picture that a, a recruit may have gotten with LeBron or with Bronny, his son, or you know any of the other former players, like that that all helps Ohio State. You know, we didn't have a chance to ask Ryan Day this uh, when we talked to him either post game or on Tuesday, but perhaps we'll find some time during his quick lightning round with the media on Thursday after the Ryan Day radio show. Uh, but I did see him talk to LeBron briefly pregame. Uh, and I have to imagine that that exchange was uh, something along the lines of, hey, great to see you and thanks for being here and and thanks for treating our kids, you know, and our recruits as well as as he has. Because uh, Coach Day knows that that's a big deal. And even though, you know, the connection with with LeBron's son is, is obviously more tied with the basketball program, you know, LeBron's been a huge outspoken supporter of Ohio State football. And uh, I would imagine that Ryan Day is probably pretty grateful for that. So, uh, we'll see if maybe, maybe we have a chance to ask him about that. I'd say, and then, you know, I also saw um, Brian Hartline, the wide receivers coach, come up yep. and, and say stuff to LeBron, too. And their time in Miami, because Hartline was with the Dolphins for a bit, um, their time in Miami kind of overlapped. So I'm sure they got to know each other that way. And he even made a comment after the game, you know, that, that his son would be a good wide receiver. So, you know, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of fun being had there. And I think that, you know, it, you never know. I mean, He's not going to come and play play football. LeBron was obviously a very talented football player as well in high school, but his future was in basketball. And I think the same thing goes for Bronny. But it, it just kind of speaks to just, you know, the overall celebrity of it and being able to, you know, the, the coaching staff know who they are and those kind of things. I mean, it, it does nothing but help for Ohio State. We'll talk about Bronny uh, in a bit here. I want to stay focused on the football side for a moment. Um, this was obviously an important weekend for some defensive ends. There were several five-star defensive ends that are uncommitted, uh, that were, you know, widely considered maybe some of the, the more important guys to be in attendance because the Buckeyes are pushing hard for them. What's the latest on Keon Keeley, Damon Wilson, and, and Mateo Uyunglele? Yeah, so I mentioned the other day um, that, that Luke Montgomery, Ohio State's offensive tackle commit, had actually told all three of them that they were going to be able to get a photo with LeBron. You have to remember, um, Luke actually played on the same AAU team as Bronny. So there's that relationship there with, with LeBron where he could have, you know, purposely set that up. And basically all three of them told him that if they were able to get a picture with LeBron, that they would commit to Ohio State. So I think it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, maybe they were saying it a little bit tongue in cheek. But I think for him to be able to come through on something like that is is really important for all three of them. And then, yeah, it's just a matter of. None of them seem particularly close to a decision, but it's always important for Ohio State to get them on campus for these kind of things, you know, these big games. And then, 
you know, maybe later in the year, maybe they can get them back on another visit, but it would be an unofficial visit. Like they would have to make their own way out, but, you know, for Michigan or Iowa or something like that. So, you know, just kind of setting that, that, that precedent of an official visit and saying, this is what we offer. You know, we, we dare the other schools to, to kind of match that. Anything that you're, uh, you know, you, whether you're hearing or reading or just gut feelings on, uh, where the Buckeyes stand with those three guys. I mean, is there an imminent commitment in the works from any of them? I wouldn't say exactly right now, but I do think that, you know, based upon what I'm hearing, you know, it's really an Alabama-Ohio State battle for for Keon, who was a Notre Dame commit. So it had to be really weird for that coaching staff to know that he was there, you know, wearing Ohio State stuff against them. You know, that, that ship, him kind of staying with Notre Dame has kind of sailed at this point. But, you know, I actually feel very strongly about him ending up at Ohio State, though Alabama is kind of the school that trends with most of the media and stuff like that, just based upon that relationship with Montgomery and, and Brandon Ennis and, and those guys. And then, you know, Mateo is a little bit, it, it's an Ohio State-USC kind of battle. I think that, um, you know, the distance is always going to be a challenge for, for a kid like that from California. But I do actually think that, you know, there's, a, there's an opportunity for Ohio State Maybe later in the year, you know, next year, it's going to be an interesting situation when C.J. Stroud goes off to the NFL. You know, they're going to have three relatively unproven quarterbacks on the roster. So they might be in the market for, you know, a a quarterback through the transfer portal. And I know his brother D.J. is currently the starter at Clemson. But I do think that, you know, there's that opportunity if if Cade Klubnik can can ultimately take that job, that he may enter the transfer portal and Ohio State may, you know, want to say, hey, you know, you you come over here, you can play with your brother, you know, all those kind of things. So I think that's that's something maybe later in the year, you know, especially if his recruitment maybe drags out past past the early signing period into um, into like actual national signing day, that that's something to pay attention to. Andrew Lynn stirring up quarterback controversy for 2023. We haven't even played two games yet in 2022, but I love the storyline that could be fun. Uh, we'll have to see if that uh, if that maybe helps the Buckeyes with uh, a potential commitment from Mateo. Uh, a couple of other guys that uh, I think we could touch on. How about the wide receiver teammates out of Florida? You've got Jeremiah Smith, who obviously has NFL ties in his uh, in his family, uh, and and his high school teammate JoJo Trader. Yeah, I think that if there's there's one player who I'd be really keeping an eye on for a commitment, it would actually be Jeremiah Smith. I know that you know this summer there was a lot of talk about that, and just him coming from a high school that that has already produced Kenyatta Jackson and Ryan Turner. And then, you know, he's on the same seven on seven or was on the same seven on seven team as past year with Brandon Innes, um, uh, Carnell Tate, Mark Fletcher, Cedric Hawkins. Like there's a, a long line of, you know, that, that South Florida Express, the Ohio State pipeline. So, yeah, I mean, if there was somebody who I thought that this weekend could have really had an impact on, it may have been him. And then obviously, you know, him being teammates with, with JoJo now, that's only going to be able to help Ohio State. Of course, I guess the depth that Ohio State has at the wide receiver position might hurt to be able to say, okay, well, we're going to pull five, you know, two more five-star wide receivers again because, I mean, that's what they've been doing. The The roster is literally going to be packed full of them. But then again, it's it's really hard to go against Hartline in those situations because, I mean, he he's proven that he can do it time and time again. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's where Ohio State is most likely to add you know, to that to that class alongside Dylan Rayola, who was there and, you know, that he shared pictures of them, um, you know, in full uniform and that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, I think that that's kind of trending in Ohio State's direction. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I, I just find it so fascinating that, you know, basically this Florida to Ohio State connection has developed the way it has over the years and constantly is is bringing forth some of the better players in Ohio State's program. Why, in your best estimation, why has that worked so well? I mean, that's a good question. I think that, you know, maybe dating back to the Bosa's who were, you know, were South Florida kids and came from St. Thomas Aquinas, which is one of the more notable high schools in Florida and then maybe even nationally. And then for them to come up to Ohio State and have the success and then, you know, just kind of, it's really just about maybe the culture and getting it started because it's, you know, oh, hey, I see this one player who I went up against or I know or I played with having success up at Ohio State. Maybe I can go and do the same thing. So it, it kind of just, you know, goes from there. You know, you had Damon Arnett up here for, for several years. He had success, was a first-round pick, and I know that he hasn't had, you know, the greatest NFL career. But that it's just another example of, of somebody who did come up from Florida, you know, one of those better schools. And it also has to do with the fact that, um, you know, Miami hasn't been great. Florida hasn't been great. Florida State hasn't been great. And that's going to make it a lot easier for them to go down into those schools and say, or into that state and say, hey, you know, come up here, compete for national championships or stay down there and go seven and six. Like, I don't think that that's a, you know, really a really hard sell. I wonder how much the college football playoff expansion is going to maybe even that playing field a little bit because Florida right now, I mean, look, Billy Napier is, he's kind of a madman, but he's really good. And they have poured a boatload of, uh, of, of cash as a university into their football program recently. Um, I have to think that they're going to start recruiting a little bit better and, and go back to where they think they can be in the SEC Florida State is a really talented program that is is constantly like trying to get over that hump. They've mm-hmm. been there. They certainly can get back there. They just haven't had the guys to do it. Um, and obviously Miami's all in on Mario Cristobal, and it certainly feels like that program is moving in a good direction. So I, I'm interested, and, and obviously as a Buckeye fan, certainly hopeful that, that Ohio State will continue to get some of the better kids out of the state of Florida. But uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people watching how that evolution goes um, yeah. with an expanded playoff and and those programs more easily able to sell their kids on, hey, you're going to have a chance to compete for a national title here. Well, and I think the important thing to note is just the amount of talent that's in Florida. It's not like, you know, in Ohio, there's every year eight at most kids that are Ohio State worthy, you know, that you know, if, if Ohio State doesn't get, you'd be kind of surprised at the same time. But 
I mean, in Florida, you literally can look at the list, and I think that like Cedric Hawkins, for example, he would be a top top five player in the state of Ohio, but he's clear down at like thirty or forty in the state of Florida because there's just so many, yeah, so many players down there that are that are elite, you know, Division One prospects, and I think that. Yeah, so maybe Ohio State doesn't get every single one of them. I mean, they're currently not getting every single one of them either. But I'm just saying, like, even if those schools, you know, kind of take a step forward, and I don't expect all three of them to do it at the same time, I don't think that there's been really any point in history, maybe besides the late 90s, where they were all, you know, really, really good at one time. So I don't expect it to be like a thing where all of a sudden they all get good at once and then there's just no prospects at all. One more uh, on the football side, and then we'll switch to hoops for a minute. Um, you know, there's another another kid that I think a lot of people are interested in in learning more about, uh, safety Peyton Woodyard, and and just the time that maybe he spent with Dylan Rayola this weekend. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, he's also one of Mateo's teammates as well. So I think that, you know, it's kind of just that at St. John Bosco, they produced Wyatt Davis. You know, they, Ohio State had a commitment from Jaden Woodby out of there as well, but he ended up going to Florida State. So, you know, Ohio State has a really good relationship with that school. And, um, yeah, I mean, he just – he has a really good bond with with Dylan. I know that Dylan, when he was here over the summer, had mentioned that that Peyton was one of his top targets, you know, that he wasn't going to, like, let up. And then, you know, I'd, I'd look at it from, from Peyton's standpoint as well. Notre Dame is probably the biggest challenger to Lane, his commitment. So to be able to put that on the field right in front of him and say this is where we are as a program, this is where Notre Dame, the other school that you're considering is as a program, which one would you rather be a part of? Yeah, well, we'll find out. The Buckeyes certainly have made their push uh, and continue to be, uh, you know, front front of mind for a lot of these top end kids all around the country. Um, we obviously also had some basketball news this week. And before we wrap the conversation with Bronny James, uh, Ohio State lost a commitment on the basketball side uh, from George Washington III. And, you know, he was obviously a kid the Buckeyes were pretty excited about. Can you give a little context around that? Yeah, so it's really interesting in the standpoint of him being the the very first commit in that class, you know, and he kind of helped build, you know, bring on the others, you know, Scotty Middleton, Austin Parks, Devin Royal, like he was a big part of bringing them on. But I think that Ohio State has kind of realized in, in the last couple months, especially after getting Middleton's commitment last month, just where they stand as a program because they're, they're kind of starting to take that next step to, you know, on the recruiting trail, which then should, you know, in turn, turn into them being a, an elite eight final four kind of team. And I think that um, Washington is just a little bit below that. And I think that it kind of, um, it, with, with Tyson Chapman, a, a guard from Minnesota on campus this weekend, who is a, a higher ranked prospect at that same position with him being on campus and, them kind of trending with him. I think it just kind of both Washington and Ohio state kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, you know, it's kind of one of those things where there might be somebody out there who's better. We can bring him in. And, you know, from Washington's perspective, he kind of says, okay, well, you know, they're, they're looking at somebody else. Maybe it's time that I move on. Sure. It's gotta be difficult when a kid is committed and, and, you know, you're all fired up about your future and then something happens somewhere along the way where maybe you, you realize that it's not, how you thought it was going to be. And I'm sure it was disappointing for, for Washington, but wish him well as he tries to find the right place uh, for him to play his college hoops. Yeah. Um, perhaps some of that was revolving around the fact that 
I would imagine Ohio State and every other program in the country uh, is all in on Bronny James. They reiterated the fact he's got a full scholarship if he wants to come here this weekend. Um, how realistic is it that Bronny James could be a Buckeye? Well, I think that that, that what you mentioned is, is kind of the first step in that. And before this weekend, he actually did not have a scholarship like offer. So then for him to, you know, come to campus and I know it's his, you know, his dad probably wanted to be a part of that, you know, just that situation too. But so, you know, maybe, maybe he ends up making that trip, even if Bronny isn't a part of it, but for him to come and, you know, spend time around Chris Holtman and make his first, you know, known recruiting trip, kind of, you know, make it known that he's interested in Ohio State. That's obviously the first step in that. And then, you know, there's schools like Oregon, which have a lot of Nike money. His, his dad has a billion dollar, you know, endorsement deal with Nike. There's USC and UCLA, which are where his dad is currently with, you know, his dad's with the Lakers. And, you know, I think that there are many factors in it. and I don't think it would be right of me to sit here and say, oh, Ohio State has, you know, this percent chance because nobody knows. Like even even when somebody said a couple weeks ago, somebody reported that that Oregon was leading. LeBron came out and said, no, that's not true. And you'll hear it from us first. So. You know, I think it would be a little bit irresponsible to say, like, oh, Ohio State has a, a 70% chance or something. But I do think that him making that trip this weekend, his dad have already been, you know, has already said on numerous occasions that he would have played at Ohio State had he went to college. Those things are all help. And it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to build that relationship with the staff and saying, hey, you know, Ohio State is the best place for you to become an NBA player and then get to that next level. I know there's a lot of fans that uh, watch Ohio State football, basketball, and other sports that would sure uh, sure love to see Bronny James wearing the scarlet and gray, uh, and all the hype that would come around uh, around with that. In addition to his talent, um, well, I think that that's an important part of it too. Is even from Ohio State standpoint, you know, I don't I don't necessarily know how good Bronny James is going to be because one, he's not his dad. Like everybody knows that. But at the same time, you know, you also wonder if maybe he gets a little bit more hype because he's his dad's son. You know, I don't think we're, we're really able to evaluate the type of player that he is. But I think that in the end, Ohio State would be willing to take that, that chance because of all the attention that he'll bring, all of the notoriety, all that kind of stuff. And then if he does end up becoming a, a really good player, which he does have the talent to get to that point, maybe he's not a one-and-done player. Maybe it takes him two years to get to the NBA or whatever. But if Ohio State can get him, you know, bank on that notoriety and then produce him into an NBA player, that's only going to pay dividends down the road as well. Yeah, and perhaps, you know, maybe maybe Bronny's, uh, you know, potentially being on the Buckeye roster helps bring in a couple of other players that, you know, may have considered going elsewhere otherwise. Maybe they want the opportunity to play with him um, and, and all that would come with that. So. Uh, it'll be it'll be really fun to watch. In fact, the the Big Ten Media Day for basketball is coming up here uh, pretty soon up in Minneapolis. Uh, it's hard to believe the basketball season is on everybody's mind. I think Big Ten Network today, I know they released the women's basketball conference schedule as we shoot this uh, on Wednesday and, and we'll make this podcast available on Thursday. Uh, I think the Big Ten men's basketball schedule is also supposed to be announced today, if not uh, on Thursday. Uh, so basketball season is not far away. That's for sure. Uh, and Ohio state is certainly hitting the recruiting trail hard, both football and hoops. Andrew Lynn with all the latest on building the Buckeyes. We certainly appreciate your time on that and, uh, look forward to doing this again here soon. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you.
All right, find everything you need to know on BuckeyesNow.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, and you can find us on social media, Buckeyes Now on SI. For Andrew Lind, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for tuning in to Buckeye Breakdown, this building the Buckeyes report. Uh, we'll have these for you here pretty regularly throughout the course of the fall to give you all the latest on the Ohio State recruiting trail.